Welcome, everybody. It's time to grab your board and catch a wave as we ride out into the surf in our latest sales pipeline with our host. Our, you know, no guest host today. I feel privileged. It's the real Matt Hines today here. I know. It's been a long time. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing good here. We've uh, wow. We've missed you. Oh, I've missed I've missed the show. This is I you know we've been doing this for about a year and a half now. I really really enjoyed doing it. We've uh, we moved to a weekly format a little over a year ago. We've had amazing guests, great response uh, to the podcast version of this. So uh, I've missed it. I've been busy uh, traveling a little bit, have, but but have been excited that we've had some great guest uh, guest hosts to join and provide you some good value. But thanks again for joining us, Sales Pipeline Radio. We're here every Thursday at eleven thirty Pacific, two thirty Eastern. You can find our past episodes and sign up for the podcast feed. It's salespipelineradio.com. You can find those always at iTunes Store and Google Play. And uh, as usual, we are featuring great conversations, speakers, influencers, uh, thought leaders in the sales and marketing space. And we're going to get right into it today because I think we've got a great topic that we could clearly spend way more than a half hour talking about. The idea of video, you know, as, as the content channels that we're leveraging get crazier and busier and busier, uh, we're definitely seeing that video is playing a bigger role in helping to differentiate and get messages across and get moving from prospects among you know in both sales and marketing channels and with us to talk more about that today is is uh, karen from uh, bright cove and karen coffee she is the evp and gm of enterprise digital marketing business for bright cove which is a leader um, not just because they said so but forrester wave and gartner magic quadrants have them as a leader in video content management and video platforms for sales and marketing karen thanks so much for joining us today it's great to be on matt and there's so, like I said, there's there's a lot of direction we could take this. You and I were chatting about this last night in terms of where we could go uh, on this. But I'd love to sort of just get your feedback on, you know, just content marketing in in general and B two B video content and what you are seeing as a leader in the space. What are the trends you're seeing that are working particularly well for companies that are executing on this? Sure. So to take a step back, we often talk about the modern marketer or the modern sales organization, but really the catalyst for these functions changing is the modern consumer. And we as people buy very differently today than we did a decade ago, and even really um, than we did five years ago. And today's consumer expects information to be instant. We expect information to be accessible wherever we are. We don't have to go somewhere to get it, but it but it comes to us. And so with that, information is everywhere today and more and more Mm -hmm. content is being created, which is great on the one hand, but unfortunately that results in a lot of noise and it's increasingly difficult to reach through that noise. And what's great about video is video really helps you cut through that noise. And the primary reason for that is video allows us to connect on an emotional level in a way that text simply cannot. And because of that, we're seeing more and more uh, marketing leaders and sales leaders kind of leverage video across the entire customer journey to really reach their prospects and buyers in an authentic and a human way um, that really helps drive business. Is there a difference in the way people think about video across sales and marketing, or are you seeing more people sort of integrate their approach with sort of a common, consistent approach to that sort of singular buyer's journey? Sure. So that's the great part about video is it really does cut across every stage of the journey from awareness, of course, to engagement, conversion, retention, loyalty, and advocacy. And the 
best video marketers are incorporating video through that entire stage. Of course, many companies are really just getting started on their journey with video. But what we're seeing is companies who leverage video through their campaigns see a lift across the board. If you incorporate video into email, you see a lift in click-through rates and engagement with your email. If you incorporate video in your landing page, you see conversions go up. If you incorporate video in social marketing, you see results increase. So really, that's the great part is video truly is the most effective form of digital communication that the world has ever known. And what's awesome about video is it kind of brings that art of marketing that, you know, kind of going back decades and decades ago, marketing used to be, you know, kind of purely an art. And then over the last 10 years, we moved it to be, you know, almost the other way, which is kind of purely a science. And what video allows us to do is it allows us to get back a little bit to the art, but because it's digital, everything is measurable. And so you can incorporate the science into it. And we can talk about that more if you'd like. No, absolutely. Now we're talking to Karen at Bright Cove today on Sales Pipeline Radio, the impact of video and what it's having on B2B sales and marketing. And, you know, we we're talking uh, last night about sort of videos, you know, effectiveness across functions, businesses, devices, and destinations. Let's talk about device and you know, talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the increased usage of mobile smartphones by B2B buyers. I think too often we think of mobile as more of a consumer play, but what are you seeing on the B2B side and why is video so important for the increasingly mobile accessible B2B buyer? Sure. I mean, the reality is is that today we're accessing information wherever we go, and we want that consistent, authentic experience to flow across um, our devices and also where we're seeing the information. So what's interesting is I started at Brightcove over 10 years ago, and at that point we had no customers. We just had this vision that one day video would be as ubiquitous as text on the web. And when you think about that, 10 years ago, we didn't even have smartphones, right? So no one was watching video online, and these smartphone devices didn't even exist. So in the last five years, we've just seen this massive, massive change in the way that people consume information, and more and more of that information is being consumed on mobile devices. And so it's important that when you're thinking about video, and in particular when you're thinking about it from a demand gen perspective, what is that mobile experience like? If you're putting lead forms, for example, on top of your video, with which many marketers do, that has to be a very different um, lead form on top of a mobile video than it does on top of your desktop. You're simply not going to have enough space to be able to you know, really get the conversion. So you've got to be thoughtful about the devices. One of the other interesting things, kind of the really leading kind of cutting edge brands are thinking about new devices such as the television. So with Apple TV and Roku, you can really bring your content, especially video, wherever your user is engaging that. And so primarily B2C brands are starting to do that, but I think that this is even relevant for B2B brands over the next kind of 18 to 24 months is Wherever your audience is consuming your content, you should be reaching them because it's no longer about getting people to come to your site. It's about getting your brand into their hands wherever they are. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, part of the reason video seems to be working well is it's very accessible, right? I think that people are seem, seem to be more likely to click uh, the Chiron in a video than they are to necessarily read your your, your <laughs> multiple hundreds of, of word, uh, you know, email, written email. There's a challenge, especially when you have a sales organization using video of like, does this need to be forum, formal? What, you know, it, am I worried about what's informal? Should I turn the webcam on and say something specific to a prospect? What if my sales rep is just wearing a t-shirt today? Is that going to look 
look bad? I mean, are there are there particular rules or processes or best practices you've seen in really sort of making video more accessible to sales organizations to leverage better? Sure, that is a great question, Matt. I think the number one rule is to be authentic. So Mm -hmm. if your company is casual and you wear T-shirts to work, you should, you know, get in your T-shirt and you should talk to your prospect as you are. Um, If you're authentic, then you kind of remove all the other barriers that people sometimes get intimidated by when creating video. The other point or the other tip I would have is leverage the opportunities where creating video is really natural and easy. So for a sales organization, if you have a sales kickoff and you have your account management and your field organization getting together, just schedule five-minute slots where you can capture um, each of your kind of sales reps on video and then that can be used in a variety of campaigns. So one of the great campaigns we've actually done at Brightcove is kind of meet your account manager and meet your account director campaign. So it's a very personal video introducing dedicated relationship manager, uh, sharing their thoughts on video, but also a little bit about themselves. And it really creates that engagement with with your buyer and with your customer and that kind of human and personal connection. Um, So there's a lot of opportunities to make video production efficient, but the the biggest thing I would say is stay authentic. Now, I think the authenticity is important. I think that still becomes a barrier for people that they're worried how that's going to come across. But I think sometimes the more polished it looks, the less it performs, right? I mean, if it looks like it's something that was done off the cuff, it's more likely to get a response. Now, Stephanie, you think about that still that shows up on a website or in an email. Um, if it looks like it was professionally done in a studio, that might in some cases be off-putting. But if it looks like you're in the middle of a sales floor and like, you know, you're, you know, maybe you are wearing a t-shirt or maybe, you know, you, you're, uh, you're wearing your Cubs hat because the Cubs won yesterday or whatever. I think that does, I mean, there's a level of relationship building and authenticity that tends to work really, really well. Yeah. And on that note, Matt, one thing I would add is the more personal you can make it, the better you're going to get in a response. So if you are going to take the time to create, you know, a 60 second video to a prospect or to a customer, you know, do your research as you would with any other outreach that you would do and incorporate it into your email. You're going to get, you know, a higher click through rate if that comes across in the the text of the email and you're going to get a higher engagement rate and appreciation for the video if you can be both personal and authentic. So, you know, what are some best practices for helping people get started? I think I think the the idea of doing video is it's sometimes more intimidating for sales and marketing teams in general, you know, not just for the idea of making it approachable or making it formal versus informal, but do we need to write scripts? Do we need to people review scripts? I think people are sometimes used to the content approval process of written content, but are unfamiliar with how to necessarily do that in a video. And sometimes that, that unfamiliarity uh, leads to just inactivity and people just not moving forward. What do you guys recommend? recommend uh, at Brightcove to just help people get sort of to get started uh, and, you know, not necessarily climb the whole mountain, but at least get to base camp. That's a great question as well, because you can get started in just as we talked about everywhere or anywhere. So what I would say is kind of pick what your goal is, right? If you mm-hmm. are interested in driving product adoption, then you might want to first start on, you know, some product videos. Um, and just as you would approach any other content piece, really, what is the what is the story that you're trying to tell? What is the goal of this video? What are your KPIs that you're trying to deliver? And then just have a very focused plan. I would say, you know, iterate. So don't try to take on 100 product videos, for example. Just do one and see how that performs. 
One of the great things about digital video in particular is the metrics that you get. So if you can incorporate that video into your marketing automation platform, for example, you won't just get back that this video was viewed, you know, 2,047 times. You will get back that Matt Hines watched this particular video and he made it 100% of the way through. And so by understanding kind of who your audience is and then putting those metrics behind it, you can really um, kind of optimize that content. If you're seeing that your target buyer is getting through 100% of your content, you know that's working really well. If you're seeing that people are dropping off at 20%, then you know that something is uh, is gating their engagement. So I, I think you've got to kind of have your traditional content strategy strategy up front, but you really, like unlike a white paper, which you can download, um, but you have no idea if anyone's actually read it, or a blog post, which you know someone hit the page, but again, you don't know if they've read it through. With video, you can truly tell how much of that content is, is being consumed, and that can go back into uh, your production plan. So, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I hadn't really thought about this in terms of the advantage of video, but the feedback loop for you as a marketer seems to speed up significantly, right? Like you put out a webinar or a white paper, and you may see people download it, but you're not sure who read it. You're not sure whether it was valuable or not. Uh, you know, with video, you just have a little better access to that information. And, ID and theoretically, you know, that should lead to faster iterations of making that content more valuable. Do you see people incorporating video as an addition to their marketing mix? Do you see people replacing other channels or other formats with video? How are people adopting this, especially those, you know, that are using the Bright Cove, plaf Bright Cove platform today? Sure. Yeah, I think because so once you start doing video, you will see the ROI is um, is pretty instantaneous. And so therefore, video becomes more and more a core part of everything that you're doing. I think as companies start, they complement existing campaigns with video. So they'll add it to email, they'll add it to landing pages. Crazy idea. But um, sometimes I think a website used to be something you put a video on and, you know, maybe five years down the line, a video is something that you put a website on and video becomes mm -hmm. the primary way that we communicate and we layer on interactivity and engagement on top of it. So I do see more and more companies really making video a central piece of everything that they're doing. Because once you have that video content, you really have all your other content, right? You have your story, you have your images, you have you know the ability to create a blog post. So if you think about starting with a video, you actually have multiple other pieces of content that you can leverage from there. Cool. I, I think you know the other thing I think about when I think of video is your ability to leverage the channel to get access and response from from audiences you haven't been able to maybe with other digital formats and with email and more traditional communication channels I've seen that particularly work with executive audiences if trying to get engaged with C levels I mean you can't put a 30 minute video in front of them and hope that's going to work but what are you seeing working particularly with some of those more elusive audiences more those more senior audiences is video working with that audience and if so what are the formats what are sort of the tricks and best practices to making it work Work particularly well with reaching C-level audiences. Yeah, I think that you know what what I've seen is that like I mean you've got you know a C-level audience is a lot, a lot less likely to respond to email to the written format. Curious, you know what you're seeing with executives and if you're seeing kind of what we're seeing is that you know you've got a, a sort of more C-level audience a little more receptive to short form videos than they were to just simply written emails. Yes, yeah, so I think that that's a great point, which is.
first of all, it does have to be short form, but I would not mm -hmm. recommend sending a 30-minute webinar to a C-level executive and expecting them to budget the time to watch that as a cold prospect email. So I think that's where kind of if you put that extra level of investment up front and create, you know, a very impactful message in, you know, 60 seconds or less that is very relevant to their business, is very relevant to what they care about and driving results, you are going to see some pretty awesome engagement, you know, kind of incorporating that through all the ways that you can reach executives, whether that's email, but also social and, you know, sending people a message. I, I think that people really do respond to that extra effort that you're putting into the outreach versus, mm -hmm. you know, just something that's quick and easy getting text. It also, I would flip it around a little bit in terms of C-level executives communicating out to the customer base. I think that's a really powerful way of communication for uh, B2B companies in particular. So I would encourage our B2B kind of organizations to have a quarterly video from the CEO of your company and send that out to all of your customers and have your CEO talk about the vision, talk about the product innovation, talk about the, the commitment that you have to your customer base and how you're helping them to succeed. And again, what's really awesome for the C-level executive who's sending that out is they can actually see the individual that's viewing their content, what, how much of the content is viewed, and what companies, what customers are engaged. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break, pay a couple bills. We'll be right back with Sales Pipeline Radio, more with Karen at Bright Cove, more on video marketing. This is uh, Ben, Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working and how to apply it specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. Download it free at HeinzMarketing.com. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, and tactics you can put to work right away. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in on and tackle a problem you're solving right now. Then you can come back when you need something else. Download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. All right. Back to the world of video as we talk about it here on radio. Absolutely. Well, and we've uh, took a little late break here on uh, Sales Pipeline Radio, so we're going to a few more minutes here with Karen at Bright Cove. If you like the conversation today on video, make sure you catch a replay of our conversation with Karen on uh, salespipelineradio.com. You will find that on our website at heinzmarketing.com next week and a transcript of this conversation in a Q&A format uh, on our blog at heinzmarketing.com as well. And make sure you join us uh, every week live. We're always live, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, and available anytime on demand through the podcast at the iTunes Store and Google Play. And as we wrap things up a little bit with Karen from Bright Cove, just curious, you know, if you're willing to really be able to share any examples of some of the campaigns that Bright Cove has done uh, on the content basis. I always find it really interesting, uh, you know, when we hear about, like, you know, how Marketo does marketing automation, for example, and, you know, curious what some of the things that you've learned and some of the things that have worked particularly well for Bright Cove uh, to use, uh, uh, you know, video across sales and marketing channels. 
Sure, I'd love to talk about that. So, of course, we very much believe in video and we're using it through the entire journey from kind of outbound prospecting to uh, website, social, throughout the, you know, entire journey. But one of the campaigns I'm particularly excited about is how we've tied it into account-based marketing. So we adopted Mm -hmm. account-based marketing as an organization uh, about 15 months ago, and it is part of our marketing strategy. And when we're kind of putting together our target account list for that, one of the things that we realized is, you know, kind of with account-based marketing, we are the leader in the space. So we have more customers than anyone else in our space. But our competitors, for example, would be taking our customer base as their kind of target account list. And so we had this realization that if, you know, the market was out talking to our customers in a digital way and we were not, that that was not a good situation. So we've actually incorporated our customer list into our account-based marketing approach and we've really incorporated video as a as a key component of that campaign so Brightcove tends to work with some of the kind of more global, you know, larger scale organizations and oftentimes we have you know, a customer in one division, another business unit might not be aware that the company is already using Brightcove. So we have this very personalized video campaign where each of our account directors will say, you know, hi, my name is Karen and I am the relationship manager for your account. You're already a customer of ours and I would love to show you how you can succeed. And so that is a kind of tying in personalization. It's tying in account-based marketing. It's tying in video. And we've seen just tremendous results in in that campaign, hundreds of meetings being set up from it. Um, On the email side, um, we've had open rates of more than 200%, but people are so impressed by the experience that they're opening it over and over again and they're forwarding it to people. And so that's just been really encouraging for our own business and also inspiring for what it can do for the market as well. Yeah, that's a great example. And I think, you know, the when you incorporate this into ABM, I think it really enforces or reinforces the value of thinking about those coordinated plays that, you know, video is it doesn't need to be a channel in and of itself. It doesn't need to be isolated. Maybe talk a little more about sort of why it's so important to integrate your channel approach. You know, integrating sales and marketing efforts is hard enough, but sometimes just integrating marketing channels. So what you're doing in email versus social versus video can be complicated in a large organization that sometimes is set up in silos. Why is it so important to not just leverage video, but to sequence it and integrate it into a coordinated approach to to marketing? That is a great question, and the best marketers are doing just that. But consumers are really looking for consistent and authentic experiences in video should not just be something that you do in a silo. It's really central to every every communication you have. And I think that also goes into the system. So we talked about extending video into your marketing automation platform, but really what that allows you to do, it allows you to score your leads as people are watching your video. It allows you to route the leads. So if you know, you're know you seeing 100% of a video watched, you can set up a task for a salesperson to, to follow right up. It allows you to do more content nurturing. And it also should be integrated into your CMS, your experience manager. So as you're putting together your web page, you know, you're thinking, okay, I want to incorporate video into this. You know, sometimes video investments get started as a silo because you have someone who's kind of forward thinking in an organization and wants to move the organization, you know, into adopting video. But the 
best marketers incorporating across every single campaign. And it really becomes not something that you add on, but actually something that you start with that is central to everything that you do. So wrapping up here with Karen from Bright Cove, really, really enjoying this conversation on video marketing and just video's impact on B2B sales and marketing overall. You know, such a great opportunity for so many marketers that aren't leveraging it today. But, you know, when I ask you the proverbial look into the crystal ball in the future, we are still, it feels like, early in the adoption curve for truly integrated and planned out video strategy for B2B sales and marketing professionals. But where do you see this going? Do you see video continuing to sort of increase in presence in the communication mix? Do you see it going in a different direction? Or, you know, what, where do you see from your seat where you're in this, you're immersed in this business on a regular basis? Where are we going from here? Sure. Yeah, there's no slowing down. We are definitely accelerating. I think the trend that we're seeing is once companies adopt video for one use case, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, they see the effectiveness. So we're seeing more and more of our customers and brands generally extending that to every digital touch point. So extending that internally inside organizations, across every function, and really leveraging the most powerful form of digital communication we have. The other trend that I'm seeing is really thinking about the video entire experience. So not just what's in the player itself, but what is surrounding that player. So as you're watching a video, if you're talking about a product, you can actually have a dynamic call to action outside the video player. So it could be a call to action to download that white paper. It could certainly be on top of the video player, but really thinking about the entire page experience that the consumer is engaged with and how to tie those pieces that normally would be not video into the video itself is something that we're seeing the kind of best marketers doing. That's awesome. Well, I mean, clearly a lot of room to grow, a lot of opportunities ahead, and super exciting to see where video and B2B goes uh, from this point forward. So if you want to learn more about video marketing, I definitely encourage you to check out brightcove.com. They have a ton of great content, some best practice guides. They've got a great blog. They've got a bunch of great resources to help you get better and thinking about what your video strategy should be and getting on board. want to thank Karen from Brightcove for joining us today and sharing such great insights. Again, you can catch a replay of today's conversation with Karen on Sales Pipeline radio and via our podcast at iTunes Store and Google Play. Join us next week on Sales Pipeline Radio at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. We'll be featuring Martin Lindstrom talking about sales strategy, conversational selling, and we've got some great guests coming into May. We've got Jeb Blount from Sales Gravy talking about fanatical prospecting. We've got Sangram from Terminus. We'll be sharing the latest from account-based marketing perspective. Paul Tashima from Nudge talking about the impact and importance of relationship building and modern relationship management as part of the sales pipeline. So lots of great conversations coming up. Hope you can join us as we head into May and start to head into the summer season as well. Thanks very much for joining us today. This is Matt Hines, and this has been Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio, bringing the latest and greatest about how to build a pipeline, maintain it, grow it, manage it. And the folks at Matt Hines Marketing. 